want to start with you, Priscilla. Okay. I know, you know, we only know of the Long Beach restaurant of Jemai's Bake Shop here. Or Jemai or Jemai? Jemai's uh, Bake Shop here. But you started this in the Philippines. Yes. Tell mm-hmm. me about how that kind of came along. What, was it something that you had a desire to since you were young? E- yes. It's, it's like it started as a hobby. But then, you know, how life in, in my country. And uh, I finished college, but working with somebody, I don't think I'm, I'll be successful in life. So my inspiration is the bakery just right across the street from my house. And I saw, I saw them. With long lines, people mm-hmm. are, you know, buying the, our, our breakfast bread, which is pan de sal, and uh, paying cash on it. And I was, in my mind, I was saying, hmm, I think it's an easy money. <laughs> Every day I have money. <laughs> and, and what did you study when you were in college? So when I was in college, I finished, um, you know, uh, business oh, administration. Okay. Okay. And right, right after college, I, I, I go to a baking, uh, baking school. Unfortunately, my parents doesn't know about it because it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Going to baking school costs a lot of money, and it's a private school. So good enough, I've saved some money, you know, and um, that makes me go through the baking mm-hmm. school. And then from there, my my plans and and plus, uh, I did that in college as a feasibility study to to put up a bakery mm-hmm. because th- that bakery in front of our house is in. in an inspiration to me. So that's how I started it. You know, at the age of 25, I went through to that project, and uh, even uh, getting a contract to to my landlord, to the owner of the building, is like a hassle because my dad doesn't want to help me. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You can talk to them, you, you know, but I don't have the money." I said, "My father, I'll help you." <laughs> and then. I made it. <laughs> and were you visiting that bake shop that was across the street from you? Would you buy um, regularly from them so you knew? Yes, every morning. I was the one who do the errands from, from my family every morning. Okay. So I, I saw the long line of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's, I, I think that's the easy way, easiest way for me to make money. <laughs> that's interesting. You said you had a hide from your parents that you were going to a um, baking mm-hmm. school. That they put that. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that you went, since you were young, that you like to bake? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do. Uh, I use a manual one, a rotary one. <laughs> Wait, what would you make? Uh, usually I, I make the custard cake. Mm-hmm. And then pineapple upside down cake, and eventually people likes it. My friends likes it, and okay. they order it from me on holidays. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that brings up the, you know, the inspiration of opening one, since they like my product. Yeah. So. And and where was that first uh, spot that you opened? Uh, it's, it's it's in, it's a small, uh, area of um, it's a commercial area. We're in. There's no big shop yet on that spot, on that place. It's a new building. It's a new place. It's a, they opened like a small mall. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, even the landlord was telling me, how can you possibly uh, be successful in, in business when you don't have enough money to open one? And you don't have a commercial machine to start with. And I, I was telling uh, him, he's, a, he's an owner of the bank, mm-hmm. I was telling him, well, if you're going to 
be kind to me and uh, lend me some money, I will really appreciate it. And he did. He even supported me in studying here in America to oh. extend my, my study in, in baking. Okay. He is so nice. I and, can't forget him. And, you, um, and that first shop, is that still open now? Is that uh, the same spot? No, we moved to a different place because the building is so old okay. already. Mm-hmm. I started 1979. Yeah, I was 25 years old back then. And I know we've we've done a story on on Jemai. Sorry, am I saying it? Jemai. Thinking because I know it's Gemini and May, right? Yes, when is your birthday, by the way? May twenty eighth. Ooh, mine is May twenty nine. I've been I've been wanting to know ever since we read about that, by the way. So now I know We're when both yes. Gemini. Yes, I love I love that story of how you found that name. Um, it's very unique. I love it. But Jemai. So, um, but I know um, or I remember reading that. From there, you opened about a dozen more after yeah, that? We have about 10 uh, stores. Yep. And how? And was that a fast process, or was that like um, one year, just adding one after another? After two years, like adding one, uh, two in, in a year. Okay. And then that, that adds up to like 10 or 12 stores. I, I forgot already the difference. But then we have a lot of like de- deliveries in all private schools. So I have about five delivery vans going every day today still or back uh, then back then back then okay. now we we downsize it because okay. my older brother uh, my older brother is with me he's old already mm-hmm. <laughs> oh he was helping you with that. yeah we're together in the business at the mm-hmm. end you know because i can't manage it by myself mm-hmm. it's too big i have about 120 employees okay. wow that's so i mean and you had you were you've been growing you were growing in the philippines and you were by all accounts successful there too what made you want to take that leap to to the u.s no that that actually i was telling my husband we can live here uh we, we can have a good life here in in the philippines with our business and he was telling me it's different in america i haven't been here back then and it's my husband who come and go so he said why not try it so we did and that's it mm-hmm. we never came back <laughs> just go back to visit and it's my brother who runs the business okay it's, it's still open mm-hmm. but uh, we have like one two three stores open okay wow um and how was that process was it you know within a year or just you know how long was the process of moving from the philippines to Uh, to the u.s 1979 1990 when we moved here 1990 2019 yeah 1990 and we opened it Do you feel like that also played a part in in your reasoning for wanting to come to the U.S.? To give them a a better future, you know, quiet and and peaceful in here. So once I saw this, oh my God, it's so different, you know, the way we have in in my country. So we left everything in the Philippines and start all over again here. And you, you didn't, you never missed it, or thought back of going, thought about going back. That, that's why I opened one here because I can't live without, 
this business because if, if it's only my husband, my husband was telling me, you can stay at home and take care of the kids and I'll do the, the job. The thing is, how about their education? Where's, where's the plan of giving them a good future, a good opportunity, right? So I have to work. But for me, working for somebody is like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not after the taste of your own entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I want my fellow Filipino to taste what, you know, people in here, to try what, whatever we, you know, we can give to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that I have this now. And soon, she'll be the one to take over. <laughs> okay, well, we'll stop right there, and then when we come back, we'll talk about how you ended up in Long Beach, too. You are listening to Immigrant Success on the Palacio Podcast on PalacioMagazine.com. Today, we are profiling Priscilla and Catherine Tolentino, the mother-daughter team behind Jamae Bake Shop in West Long Beach. Immigrant Success is a collaboration between the Long Beach Post and PalacioMagazine.com, spotlighting the positive contributions of immigrants to Long Beach. To find out more about the Jamae Bake Shop, visit their website at G-E-M-M-A-E.com. Again, G-E-M-M-A-E dot com. Okay, we left off about you coming to the U.S. Now I want to get more specific. How did you end up in Long Beach? Okay, my brother, my family is here. My brother, my cousins are here. And then before moving here, my brother was telling me, actually, I... I it's only like 70% of moving back here. It's my brother who's encouraging me. Oh, there's one house here that's uh, they're building a new house in here. So you have a place to live. And so, and, and uh, another building was, you know, they're opening an, uh, another building nearby my house. So mm -hmm. if you're interested, you, you can come and uh, see, mm -hmm. you know. And this was so here in West Long Beach area? Yes. Mm -hmm. my, my, our first house, just like a walking distance, like 10, 10 minutes away from here. So that's how we started it. And was this location something that you found right away, or were you looking when around? I, when I saw it, oh, my God, it's perfect. Because when, I, we, when, when we came here, I can't drive yet. You know, so I can walk from here to there, and then uh, my kids from school, and school is like, like walking distance too. St. Lucie's, uh, mm -hmm. where they graduated, all okay. of my kids. So that's how we and know, made it. And how was the process of opening up um, the, the business? Is it like different as far as the rules and everything compared? So different. So different. If not for the money that I put it in, I should have backed out. So, so hard, you know. It took me six months to open this. You know, the, the city of Long Beach gave me a hard time, the health department. But there's no regret, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it helped, it helped me a lot. I learned a lot from them. And then I really appreciate it because in my country, it's so different. Mm -hmm. I can open without a license <laughs> <laughs> during my time, <laughs> which I did. I yeah. opened my store without a license. <laughs> but I'm sure it was probably easier back then to kind of catch up to... to figure all the rules and everything. Oh, yeah. labor there is, mm -hmm. you know, so cheap. You can, you can easily hire people. And back here, it's too hard. You know, I have to work 
If I can use my feet, I'm going to use my feet to, to, to do my, my product. Uh, but then in time, we were, we were able to, you know, hire people mm -hmm. and to work for us. One of those people that you unofficially hired was Catherine. How, yep. did, how did you start into that, Catherine? Um, so I pretty much I always knew that I was um, going to be a part of this business. Um, I did spend a little bit of time away after college, just kind of in my own career. Um, but in the back of my mind, I always knew that I was going to be here. Mm -hmm. um, the time came where, you know, my mom and I talked about it mm -hmm. and we talked about uh, what was going to be the future of this store. And we both agreed, you know, that we want this business to continue. And I told her that whatever it took, like I, I want to be the one that leads this store hopefully into another 25 years. And was that something that you kind of decided as an adult or was it based on, because I know you also worked here as a kid too, mm -hmm. what, what were you doing as a kid? So, you know, kind of just getting in the way really. Um, my mom had me do a lot of the grunt work, just like sifting flour, cracking eggs, but I loved every second of it. Um, and during the summers, I would come here and, and also help out, just, you know, helping out at the registers, helping customers. Um, but I felt like I needed to take time away from the store and kind of do my own thing for a couple years. And actually, I took 10 years away from the store. And, what were you doing those 10 years? Um, I worked in marketing. So after college, I was working for a marketing agency, and I did that for 10 years. And then um, decided that this is what I wanted to do now. Mm -hmm. And were you ever, you know, during those 10 years off, did you ever come and help a little bit or? You during know? the holidays, mostly. Yeah. Even, mm -hmm. you know, my brothers um, chip in um, as well. This is still very much a family business. So whenever things get really busy or we have employees that are sick, if any of us can step in, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. And was it kind of an easy decision for you to know that you're going to take over, that you want to take over? Yes. The decision was easy. The actual process was not. <laughs> How so? So, you know, I thought the transition was going to be much easier. And actually, the first year, I would say, was a huge struggle because it was a, a learning process like I never expected. You know, I was learning everything. Everything was new to me, basically. I thought I knew how to bake, but really I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I could run a business, but there are so many other things that you have to take into account that you'd never expect. Mm -hmm. so. Do you feel like it's newfound respect for everything that your mom oh, has totally. helped build? Yes. I mean, I've always, always admired my mom and the person that she is, and she's so strong and um, just, you know, walking a mile in her shoes. After that, I was like, this woman is amazing and crazy. <laughs> And you had um, 10 years of experience in the marketing, too. Do you feel mm -hmm. like that has helped, too, in, in kind of r helping run the business? Yes, definitely. Definitely, it does. <laughs> How so? Well, I feel like there are things that, you know, we, we never had somebody who was only functioning in marketing at this business. We're still a small business. And so that knowledge that I learned, you know, at school and at work, I took here. So things that, you know, advertising, social media, things like that kind of took us to a different level. Mm -hmm. 
Um, would you, how would you say like your clientele has shifted if, if it has, mm -hmm. um, as far as when you first started, maybe in the nineties to now, how, how would you describe that clientele? I would say the clientele has changed a lot. You know, in the beginning, our customers were like, I would say 95% Filipino, but over the years that has changed a lot to something that looks like maybe 50, 50, you know, 50% Filipino and 50% other diversities. And I think that's a product of different things. The area around has, has changed a lot. Um, and also with social media, you know, we're able to reach different people in different places. And also, I think Filipino food in general has, has um, become more well-known. Mm -hmm. And so more people are just seeking this out. Definitely locally, um, there is a lot of rising chefs, mm -hmm. even in the greater um, L.A. area, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you feel like that's kind of um, made everyone kind of a little bit more curious about the yes, food, too. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we love that, too. We love that people are becoming more adventurous with their food. Um, we have a lot of, you know, we, we have a rotating menu every day. Um, and so... Sometimes people come in and, you know, they want to try the thing that is really traditionally Filipino. Like, everybody knows adobo, everybody mm -hmm. knows pancit and lumpia, but not a lot of people know, you know, the things that are pr from the provinces. Mm -hmm. And we love that more people are coming in and are saying, I want to try that. Oh, and I know um, you've also been going to the Philippines lately as well. Do you, is that more of just kind of your, to build up your knowledge mm -hmm. of, of the country for ideas or just for your own personal? Yes, definitely both. I mean, we still have family in the Philippines and we still have businesses in the Philippines. So we definitely want to take time to visit that. But every time we go to the Philippines, we always learn something new. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always really helpful, too, because we gain inspiration from those trips as well. Okay. And you go um, quite frequently or? We try to make it back once a year. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll stop there so that we can go uninterrupted about the food, which is the main part. So we'll take a break now. You are listening to Immigrant Success on the Palacio Podcast on PalacioMagazine.com. Today we are profiling Priscilla and Catherine Tolentino, the mother-daughter team behind Jamae Bake Shop in West Long Beach. Immigrant Success is a collaboration between the Long Beach Post and PalacioMagazine.com, spotlighting the positive contributions of immigrants to Long Beach. To find out more about the Jamae Bake Shop, visit their website at G-E-M-M-A-E.com. Again, G-E-M-M-A-E dot com. Okay, Catherine, you were kind of teasing us in the last segment about the food. Um, can you tell, kind of tell us a little bit about what's, uh, what are the, some of the popular dishes uh, from, Jamae, from Jamae's Bake Shop? So I would say our most popular is going to be our Lumpia Shanghai, which is a pork egg roll. Um, and I would say a lot of people also come in to try, you know, the kind of the staples of Filipino cooking. So it'll be adobo, pancit, and anything that has ube in it. Mm -hmm. So ube is a purple yam that's native to the Philippines. And I would say those things are the most sought after, the most recognized things. Um, but over the years, we've also found a lot more adventurous people come in and, you know, they're trying other things like cassava that 
you know, aren't really like super popular on social media or don't get as much attention as ube or they're coming in and they're, you know, eating banana leaves because we have a dish that's also made with um, banana leaves and just kind of the weirder things in Filipino cuisine. <laughs> what What's something that's, that both Priscilla and you, either you created that you put your own spin on or it's a, it's a family recipe? What's one of those or a couple of those? <laughs> um, actually, it's pandisal. This is the, the breakfast bread that's really popular in my country. That's how we eat breakfast with that call it pandisal. It's in, in English term, it's, it's like bread made of salt. But then we, we revise it and we put more sugar because <laughs> Filipinos love sweet. I do too. <laughs> we love sweet, you know. So that's, that's how we started in here introducing that pandisal because Filipinos are craving for that. And we serve it early in the morning. We open at 6.30 a.m. serve breakfast. At the same time, we also have that fried rice and, you know, some popular like tapsilog, silog, we have that in the morning. And that, you know, drives a lot of people here in the morning. In the morning, we're so, so busy in here. So that's my main thing, the pandisal. And then we had also these cakes, you know, for a special occasion that we have, uh, that we serve like mocha cake, chocolate cake, the ubi cake, yeah. you know, which is uh, made, made out of uh, purple yam. And uh, that's what the Filipinos are craving for. I also saw on the website that you make wedding cakes or special occasion cakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that, has that been from the beginning or is that something you kind of slowly added? Oh, yeah, that's been from the beginning. Um, I mean, you know, my mom and I have both um, gone through baking school. Okay. And um, my mom is the one who actually, she still leads most of the decorations for the wedding cakes. So she, um, she's got her technique down way better than me. <laughs> but we, we still know, do wedding cakes. For 14 um, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how do, and how do you manage, you know, and I know a lot, everything's baked in, in-house here, right? And it, it, the, the list of available pastries and buns and, and bread, it's, you would think it's a whole like, warehouse or a factory or something. But how do you manage, do you feel, to keep the quality with having such a diverse options of, of food? managing is really hard but mm-hmm. I think my number one secret is going along well with my employees mm-hmm. giving you know trust each other feel like home feel like family so that they can work like just like at home yeah mm-hmm. we definitely treat everybody here like family and we trust them to to do their work right and mm-hmm. um, you know we're really lucky too that everybody here they, they're just really trustworthy and they're hardworking and we run a tight schedule to get all of those products out and everybody works as a team and they know that you know we all have to work together. And you guys are open seven days a week, right? Seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And you have this business here. Is there any other business in the U.S. that you have or in California? Um, we do have a couple of Jamee Bake Shops in San Diego, but those are run um, separately from us. So those are run by my dad's side of the family. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, what, what are the future plans? It looks like you guys are definitely wanting to expand again. I mean, at least here. you know, as long as we, we can, we would love to just keep serving 
high quality, good Filipino food. Um, and if we can expand, you know, that would be great. Not so much maybe retail wise, not really opening a second location, but because we're partial to Long Beach, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, expanding this location would be awesome if we had the, the capacity to do so because we've actually expanded here twice already. How so? Um, so we started out just a quarter of the store. Oh, okay. And then have expanded twice after that just by, oh, sorry, just by um, kind of taking over the spot next okay. to us. Okay, okay. I mean, so pretty soon the whole strip mall right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hope maybe one day, you know, you never know. Um, and so I, I want to kind of segue into since this is a podcast about immigrant success and I want to know a little bit more about the immigrant struggle if that was ever a struggle for both of you maybe more Priscilla since you came here as younger I'm wondering if that was ever something that you felt was in the back of your head when you were trying to do something if if that was ever an extra obstacle in your ambitions we moved here my husband is a He's an immigrant, and uh, I came here as a tourist. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we did is, uh, so that I can I can have a legal paper, I applied for a. It's a business. Uh, I forgot how. Business uh, visa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it took me like three or four years before I got my legal papers. It's a long process. I'm scared, you know, that they might deny me yeah. with all the money that you spend in a year. Fortunately, we were able to make it, and then my husband has his, got his citizenship, so everything was fine, although it's so hard to start. Mm-hmm. In my country, in the Philippines, with a small income, you can hire a nanny. You can hire somebody to clean your house. In here, you have to do everything cleaning, everything. I thought I'm going to give up. But I have, you know, in my mind it's always my kids' future, my kids' future. It's for them. It's for them. That makes me stronger. Mm-hmm. That makes me work so hard. They are my inspiration. What about you, Catherine? I know you came here as a young kid, but mm-hmm. you know, you're still connected you know, right. to your home country as well. Right. I mean, growing up, uh, I grew up here, but I grew up in a very Filipino household. Um, and so, and also, when I went to St. Lucie School, you know, they had a, a pretty large Filipino um, population there as well. And so it was really only in high school that I was kind of met with a little bit of a culture shock. Um, Where did you go in high school? I went to Millican High okay. School. Um, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. You know, I didn't feel scared or intimidated at all it was just it was just different for me you know my lunches looked a lot different than you know say my classmates lunches and and that kind of made me think a little bit but I never wanted to you know hide or felt ashamed about feeling about being Filipino Um, it was just you know something that I realized in high school that I was like you know our culture is a little bit different but if anything I, I feel like it made me want to share even more you know, kind of what made us different and what made our culture unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say we're pretty lucky that, you know, we haven't really had a lot of discrimination. We've never really felt discriminated against here. Mm-hmm. It's a very welcoming community yeah. around here. Yeah. So, um, I want you guys, I want to 
end this with if you guys can kind of give a tip to those who are starting their own business. I know this is one of the more riskiest businesses, a restaurant. You know, what, what's a tip you have for those considering something like this? <laughs> uh, well, I would say one of the things that I learned from my mom was to love what you, what you do and to, you know, love the people that you work with because those are the people that you're spending most of your day with. And it is a little bit of a cliche to say, you know, if you love what you're doing, you're never working a day in your life, but it is true. Um, you are going to have difficult times. You are going to have days where you're not going to have any money in your bank account, and your passion for what you do is what's going to carry you through it. Do you, do you agree, Priscilla? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I agree, 100%. <laughs> she learned that from me. <laughs> Great job. Thank you, both of you guys.